everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of the Help on the Way podcast, where we are featuring July 1st, 1980, San Diego, California. I am your co-host, The Game, here with my fellow co-host, Nob and Fig. Go ahead and say good evening, boys. Good evening, boys. Before we go ahead and jump into our review of July 1st, 1980, we are going to go ahead and jump into our Channel 6 News segment. And um, like most weeks in the Grateful Dead and Dead and Company off-season, so to speak, there's not much news. Uh, but there is one cute little trivial thing that was just released, and I'm not entirely sure... Okay, it was released for the anniversary of um, the 827-72 show. Um, Dead.net, um, I guess more directly, um, Dead.net slash Playing in the Band has released a um, jam with the Grateful Dead in 1972. Um, novel so this is for Veneta. This is for the yes. famous Veneta Oregon show. Novel oh, Veneta Oregon. Okay, so, so there's something on the website. It says Veneta comma or eight twenty seven seventy two. I was like, okay, what what are they talking about? Is it Veneta or is it eight twenty seven seventy two? And it meant Oregon and um I'm a very smart person. Is it Veneta? I've been pronouncing it Veneta my whole life. Am I, I wrong? Oh my gosh. Oh my now now this I'm is a Veneta Veneta conversation. I don't, I don't know. know. I'm <laughs> some say Veneta, some say Veneta. <laughs> yeah, it's a regional Veneta. Thing. Veneta. It's yeah. In so. Jersey, we say Veneta, but the rest of the country, everyone else says Veneta. We should so, uh, go to um, some reporters on the ground in, in Oregon to see. And it's Oregon, not Oregon. I know that much. Yes, yes. I had a very good friend who was from Portland. I would so text I, him and he'd go, what are you talking about? I don't care. <laughs> How would you um, describe this website? So it, it, it's cool what they've done. Um, it's essentially like a mixing board uh, for about four songs here uh, from Vendita or Veneta, if you will. Um, and and what you can do is is they have different channels. They have um, a Jerry channel, a Bobby channel, a Billy channel, a Phil channel, a Keith channel, and a vocals channel. I guess Donna doesn't get a channel. <laughs> That's kind of sad. Um, maybe the vocals channel. Yeah, we'll give her the vocals channel. Um, she's and also so, not in a lot of these songs. Yeah, that's true too. Um, actually, you know what? She's right there. She's in Master. Um, there's a slider right there for her. Um, but yeah, it's just like a mixing board, so you can you know create your own mixes of these classic um, songs. Um, you know, if you just want to hear Jerry, you you can just have Jerry solo the whole time. If you want to hear the interplay between Jerry and Keith, you can you know mix them up and mix everybody else down. And you can kind of create your own uh, your own stuff. If you're a guitarist and you want to, you know, be Jerry for the day and have Bobby as your rhythm guitarist, you can go ahead and do that. Um, some really cool stuff. Um, you know, I, I think it's great that the Grateful Dead are doing some fan service like this. Um, Nob, what do you think? Yeah, I really have enjoyed playing around with it, picking it apart. Um, I'm glad it's this era of the Dead, too, because especially when there's the one drummer, the early Keith days, it really does feel like four melodies all being played together and all working together. Um, and it's been kind of fun to turn down a part and hear what China Rider sounds like without Bobby in it, 
or hear exactly what Keith's additions to playing in the band are. It's just been really neat to dig into this music a little bit deeper. Um, yeah, I, I'm a huge great. Uh, sorry, I'm a huge Grateful Dead fan, um, obviously, but a huge Beatles fan. And <laughs> <laughs> there was something similar that came out uh, for Beatles fans uh, maybe 10, 15 years ago. Mm. I don't know if you guys know about this, but um, when the Beatles rock band came out, people were able yes. to kind of crack open the DVD from the PlayStation, whatever, <clears throat> and isolate out the the, the tracks. And, and and I don't know how the rock band producers were able to do this, but or I, th I think they must have been given the masters from Abbey Road yes. uh, Studios. Yeah, the way so. those games... Sorry, I played that game no, a lot as a Jump child. This, this strikes a nostalgia point for me. That's really cool um, stuff. Yeah, each instrument actually has it tied. So if you miss a note on your guitar or your bass or your drum, they'll briefly mute the audio from those various tracks. So the way that it worked was you would say, oh, I'm going to play guitar and bass. And then you just would have your instruments, but you wouldn't touch them. So you would technically get all the notes wrong. So you could just hear the drum part. Or, you know, you'd say, I'm just playing drums so you could hear the guitar and stuff. Oh, that's really cool. I didn't realize yeah. that's how they captured um, the the different channels, but you know, for for Beatles fans, that was a goldmine because then you could isolate, you know, what you wanted yeah. to hear from each member of the band. Um, and I think those are on one of my systems. And you know, literally for the past fifteen years, I've been meaning to throw those into Audacity and just kind of you know do exactly what the Grateful Dead did with this website. Um, you know, give give myself another way to experience those songs. So yeah, so really cool that the Dead did that. It's very user friendly. Um, it's a great uh, little thing that the Dead did here at the end of the summer. And I will say, for what it's worth, I went on to howtopronounce.com and I went to Veneta, okay. and it said Veneta. All right, I'll believe you. Okay, I'll take it. <laughs> all right let's get into this week's show which is july 1st 1980 san diego california uh before we go into the review a little bit of a peek behind the curtain real life got into the way for me so i only got to listen to uh partial set one of this show so my comments unfortunately will be quite limited uh but let's just go ahead and dive into it here um, July 1st, 1980, which I believe was a... Do we know what day the show was? It was a good day to get arrested, I'll tell you that much. It was a good day to get arrested. Um, we'll, come to, we'll come to that story later. You want to come to that story later? Okay. Yeah. All right, so let's go uh, ahead. It was a Tuesday, a Tuesday. Tuesday, July 1st, 1980. All right. Tuesday, never miss a Tuesday show. Never, ever, right. ever miss a Tuesday show. July for, uh, July 1st, 1980, Tuesday night, San Diego, California, set one. Uh, the boys gave us uh, an opening of Jack Straw into Franklin's Tower, into El Paso. And we got Tennessee Jed, um, Lazy Lightning, into Supplication. Then we got Althea, uh, Lost Sailor, and then, of course, Saint of Circumstance. Um, Fig, what were your thoughts on set number one? Hey, so um, just some general thoughts overall. Um, uh, Brent was really high in the mix uh, for this one. Uh, so if you're a Brent fan, um, both in his harmonies and the keyboards, I felt like so. This is a good one for Brent fans. 
Um, and I'm a little, um, little let down, a little disappointed that you didn't get to set two um, game because we got a far from me. Um, but but you know you can listen First to that far from me. No. Yeah, I think that was it on the podcast. Oh, okay, okay. I thought you meant in existence. No, no, no. By the no. Grateful Dead. Okay. Our, our. So, our first. Right. Yeah, it was a great song. Okay. So, um, uh, Jack Straw, it was a good opener. I have nothing really to say about it. Uh, Franklin's, uh, Brent had a really cool intro to Jerry's vocals. He kind of, you know, had a kind of, I don't say crescendo, but he kind of kept moving the chords up until Jerry, you know, kind of gave a springboard to, to Jerry's, uh, lyrics, which I thought was really cool. Uh, it was a fun, you could tell they were enjoying themselves. Uh, great Franklin's. Um, El Paso, uh, the thing that struck out to me with this song, and usually I just say El Paso happened because as it so often does, it just happens, but we got a rare, um, uh, Bobby Weir lyric fumble. Uh, very, <laughs> he fumbles his way through, through one of the sets and, and he actually does a pretty good job of, of fumbling it and coming back in. Um, usually we're kind of ragging on Jerry for, for getting the lyrics, but this one, uh, Bobby happened. Uh, Jed is not one of my favorites as, uh, people, as listeners know. Um, Jed for me kind of, uh, is a tempo song. So if it's a bit slow, I'm not a huge fan of Jed and, and this, uh, night show was a bit slow. So it wasn't my favorite. Uh, but then they really kind of ratchet things up, um, with lazy lightning and supplication. Uh, if you're a fan of, um, you know, uh, 79, 80 shows, you know, you, you know, that sometimes the shows, sometimes the guys are just kind of hanging on and just, you know, it's kind of. It's working, but it's working by the seat of their pants. And that's what happened with Lazy Lightning and Supplication. Um, they were pretty much kind of going with uh, Wild Abandon uh, for that set. Uh, one of the characteristics of, of this whole show was the amount of suites or couplets where you know two songs kind of put together that they did. Yeah. So they did Lazy Lightning Supplication, uh, Jack Straw into Franklin's. You know, they, they, did, they just kind of did a lot of these mashups the whole night. So that was really cool. Um, Althea was good. Uh, I felt like I had a, a reggae feel to it. Um, so it was a, uh, definitely a good, um, a good interplay on, on Althea in the jam there. And Sailor Saint, um, I thought there were some mixing issues, um, with, with Sailor, which kind of brought it down, but I thought the, the playing was good. And then, uh, Saint was awesome. Um, and the thing about Sailor Saint was it, oh, maybe I'm thinking of something else, but I, I didn't think they were that long. Oh, I'm thinking of Supplication, Lazy Lightning Supplication. Well, they're never that long. But anyway, um, that was a good couplet as well. So, um, And the intro to Saint was really cool. I just have a couple exclamation parts there for the intro. So that was my feelings about set one. Um, um, let's kick it over to uh, Game to see how far he got. Interested. All right. So um, Jack Straw opener was, was a decent opener. Nothing really to write home about. Um, Franklin's Tower was okay. Um, El Paso, um, yeah, it was El Paso. Normally I like El Paso. I, I think this is when I started to not like the recording I was listening to, to be truthful. Um, so El Paso kind of existed. Uh, Tennessee Jed, I actually did not care for at all. Um, and again, I don't know if it was just the recording or or what, but but I normally am not a Tennessee Jed hater, but this one I just didn't really care for. Um, and then Lazy Light and Supplication, um, I really like Supplication, um, but again, the recording I listened to Lazy Light and sounded very muddy, um, and I just couldn't couldn't get into it. Um, and real life today prevented me from 
seeking a different source and and writing that wrong. So that's about as far as I got, unfortunately, with this show. Um, so now I'm going to pitch it over to Nob uh, for his thoughts on set one. Sure. Um. Yeah, the Jack Straw didn't really wow me, except the jam before Jack Straw from Wichita. That had a really nice peak to it, which was fun. Um, to me, it was Franklin's was the big, exciting opener. Um, it was a really beefy Franklin, some nice solos from everybody, some uh, really nice energy. Agreed Brent's high in the mix, but it, it was nice to hear his Hammond organ after a couple of Brentless weeks. Um, he had ten, as the resident Tennessee Jed hater, uh, this Tennessee Jed was <laughs> on the slow side. Uh, anyone on this podcast yeah. is a huge Tennessee Jed fan, but go ahead. Yeah. It, there was a good Jerry solo, but you know, he's Jerry Garcia. Like I, you know, he, it's, he's playing good solos in a bunch of these songs. Um, so it overall didn't really do it for me. Um, I enjoyed the lazy lightning supplication. Um, it's definitely not the most uh, out there of the combo you're ever going to get. Um, but I thought it was a nice energy, especially picking up after that Jed. Um, it's a slinky Althea. Uh, it's not my favorite 1980 Althea, but that's like saying it's not my favorite 1989 deal or 1977 Scarlet Fire. Like, I, it's still incredibly good by Althea standards. Um, and I did, I really dug the Sailor Saint. I thought there was some really dynamic playing in that Sailor. I thought there was a really energetic closer to that Saint. But the tape stuff does start to bug me in that tune. And so uh, it keeps me quite from calling it a highlight of the set. But if I was on the ground, I would have been saying this was one to write home about. Yeah, and I will say with, with the mix, um, usually I just look for the the Charlie Miller um, source and what I had to do for this one was actually search around. I'm not sure yeah. which one or poke around, if you will. And I'm not sure for nice, nice. this one. Thank you. Where I uh, ended up, but there are better soundboards out there. Um, I think it was the 24 bit one. So, a mm. um, little more recently, uh, up, uh, uh, uploaded to archives. So yeah, but I agree. The mix was not great. All right, let's go ahead into set number two. Uh, set two open with China Cat Sunflower into I Know You Rider into CC Rider. Then we had Peggy O. Then we had Far From Me, Uncle John's Band into Playing in the Band into Drums in Space into Truckin' into Warfrat into Around and Round into good lovin' with a double encore for a Tuesday night of Alabama Getaway into Johnny B. Good. Uh, Nob, what was your thoughts on set two? Sure. I think overall, I enjoyed set two more than set one. Um, I thought China Rider was a great way to get things started. Rider rips. The solos that you're getting out of Jerry from I Know You Rider are what I wish I was getting in every song in set one. Um, CC Rider, immediately following China Cat Rider, uh, got a chuckle out of me. Um, it doesn't feel like a set two song, but it is a well-played rendition. This isn't going to be controversial here, but... oh. Yeah, I just want to jump in. They usually do bring, they usually do turn down the heat after inset two after the first couple songs. I've noticed, um, at least yeah. the past couple shows, I've noticed that they like to throw a little, little bit of blues in there um, in set two. Um, but yeah, go ahead. 
Sure. Um, then we got to the Peggio, and I wrote down, not sure if Peggio or CC Rider is the weirder call here. And then two mm-hmm. minutes later, I wrote down, it's Peggio. Yeah. Um, Jerry clearly loved playing it. He was ready to keep soloing on that as long as they'd let him. Um, and it sounds good. It just felt like an odd placement of that one for me. Um, it just, at this point, set two starting to feel a little set one. Um, same with the far from me, uh, which sounds good. Um, the Uncle John's band, the first like 30 seconds, the vibe isn't working for me. I'm worried it's going to be a little too plinky, for lack of a more real word. Um, but by the time the vocals started, uh, everything was working. And at that point, it keeps being really strong. Um, the playing in the band was really nice. I really like those jams. Just as I was getting into it, you get the tape thing again. But it's a shorter one than on a lot of the other tunes. Um, the jam didn't reach like a high energy peak, but the groove really was nice. Uh, it was cool when it quieted down um, into a nice energetic drums. Uh, and then I like trucking. We haven't had trucking uh, in a couple of months on the podcast. I've I've mentioned before behind the scenes how much I've missed it. Um, I thought it was a really nice trucking. Um, the energy was really good. Brent was having some nice contributions vocally and instrumentally. Uh, the peak, the the you know. The one that sounds like the other one, but it's trucking, um, was really nice. Um, the bridge of Warfrat got a little lost, but otherwise it was a fun Warfrat. Um, I liked the ending. Fun Warfrat? I don't think anybody's ever described Warfrat as fun. It was all right. It wasn't fun, but, but you know, listen, fun. Mr. Venita over here. <laughs> uh, okay. The Warfrat around and around transition is exactly if you listen last week. There is a, a Stella Blue good love in transition, which was really jarring and rough. Mm. And this is what that wanted to be. It's incredibly smooth transition into a very different sounding song. It helps that they're in a similar key, so it's not as abrupt, but uh, that sounded really nice. Um, good Lovin' was fun. Uh, and I thought Alabama Getaway Johnny Be Good was like an awesome high energy ripper to bring us home. Um, just a nice pair of tunes. Both really shined. I enjoyed set two. What did you think, game? No, not game. Fig. <laughs> well, yeah, game. I would definitely recommend you listen to uh, set. Sorry, uh, set two uh, when you do get a chance because yeah, it was awesome. Um, I don't have much to say about it, however. I just have some very sparse notes. Um, I really liked the jam between China Rider. So if you're a fan mm. of those kind of transition jams, this is one not to be missed. Uh, CC Rider, um, what was the blue song we had last week? Uh, Mango Crazy. Same thing. <laughs> same thing, thank you. Um, uh, yeah, so it was like kind of the same position, second set, you know, after kind of an energetic start. Um, for CC Rider, but I actually like this version, this kind of bluesy version of the band a lot better um there's just some good blues yeah peggio i i didn't have much to say you know it's a sweet song it was kind of weirdly placed in the set i'm not sure what was going on there um i don't have much to say uh far from me um you know going back to our conversation from last week about classic rock radio stations and whether you're the classic rock that really rocks or the river wrvv uh this is definitely more of a river song 
but that doesn't mean it's it's bad. It's actually a very good song, and uh, the band plays it really well, and Brent sings it really well. And um, I was actually jamming out to it. I didn't realize it. You know, the the verse is a shuffle, so it's kind of cool. Like yeah. it's just yeah, something that the dead. Well, I mean, I'm sure they'd have other shuffle songs. I bet Truckin's kind of a shuffle in a way, but you yeah. know, it's just something different that they do. Um, yeah. And and so it was a nice little nice little snack there before the main course, which was uh, Uncle John's band into playing in the band. So we get some kind of cool interplay with the song selection in this, at least the the names in the second set, because we go from China Rider to CC Rider, which is pretty cool. And a couple songs later, we go from Uncle John's band into playing in the band. And um, these are great energy energy songs. Um, some really good jamming in there. Um, I don't have much to say. I just have a couple exclamation points. So you know, but that's definitely the highlight of the I would say of the whole night. Um, drums in space. I skipped. I will be honest. I did not make it through uh, this week. Usually I do. Trucking. Okay. Now this is interesting. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for the dispensation there. Um, I feel like game over here skipping drums in space, but sometimes you have to. I'm glad I Tr- caught drums, but I'd skip space if I were listening again. What did so, you think about trucking? Yeah, trucking. So uh, it was well played. Uh, not one of my, you know, more favorite songs of the dead, but this was a good one. There's history to the show, ladies and gentlemen. Um, we're gonna get there, but apparently people were getting busted up left and right uh, going into San Diego. This is actually, according to certain websites that I looked at, this was the last San Diego show the Grateful Dead ever played for reasons. I think people were getting roughed up by the cops, and we'll kind of go into that history um, after we talk about the set. So, you know, the band has to play truck and, you know, where people are getting busted and stuff. So um, so that happens. And we get into a, a Wharf Rat. Um, again, this this is Brent's harmonies that are that are really shining in Wharf Rat. Uh, Jerry has some um, some great solo work in Wharf Rat. Um, so another highlight there. And then they just kind of lit a match for the rest of the... Um, set and around the round was pretty awesome and so was good loving and then the encore was perfect with alabama getaway and johnny be good so it was a lot of fun uh to end the set it was it was a lot of music you know i will say it was it was um a very long set and a pretty long show you know in total probably two and a half uh, hour three hour show so there's a lot to digest um but yeah definitely a great set i was really happy with that second set all right, so we also have a little bit of history um, behind this show. Um, and who wants to volunteer to read this little passage to our podcast listeners? No, I'll okay. read it. I'm oh, not, okay. Well, I don't want to read it because I think there's some stuff that doesn't need to be <laughs> you know, read. But I'll just give the readers the gist since I was alluding to this not too long ago. Um, so... The band comes in, this is July 1st, 1980, in San Diego, California, probably a hot hot night. Um, Deadheads were coming to the sports arena in San Diego. I don't know much about the sports arena. I'm sure um, Game does with his wrestling knowledge. Um, but the local police were apparently on guard for the expected influx of illicit drugs and illegal activity in the parking lot and audience seats. So apparently, even before the show starts, people were getting uh, busted for smoking pot. And some of the members of the band actually saw one of the busts, the including uh, Bobby Weir and Mickey Hart and their manager Danny Rifkin. So they try to intervene. I don't. I don't know how much of this is actually true, but um, I guess they were trying to, 
get people to look at what was going on at the side where someone was getting busted. I guess that this is in the middle of the performance. I'm, I'm not quite sure. Um, but then the cops end up arresting uh, Weir, Hart, and Rifkin somehow for quote unquote suspicion of inciting a riot. Um, I think they had probably spent the night in jail. There's some news articles about you know Bobby getting busted uh, in San Diego for you know whatever, and you know his lawyers kind of pleaded down to I think he paid fifty bucks uh, in the end. So, um, but the grudge against uh, San Diego and their police department lingers to this day. So, um, game or Nob, why don't you uh, why don't you read that little Bobby quote at the end there? Sure. We couldn't believe what fascists they are down there. We almost never went further south than Irvine after that. We didn't want to set the kids up to be busted by a bunch of gorillas with no education who hate rock and roll music. That's my attempt at a Bobby. It's pretty good. A little angry there. for Bobby. A little angry for Bobby. Yeah, it's, it's hard to play like blase. with him. Yeah. Yeah. More about a look with Bobby than, than a voice. Yeah. I know you can't see, but I'm wearing the scarf. I'm wearing the cowboy hat, and I don't have shoes on. Grow beard? Not quite, but I'm working on it. I've got the mutton chops. <laughs> All right, so now we are into our set voting uh, for which set we're going to feature after our podcast this evening. And I will go ahead and start. Um, and since I only listened to uh, a portion of uh, the show, I'm going to vote for set one. Okay. Um, Nob, what uh, set would you vote for? I'm definitely voting for set two. And Fig. Yeah, I'm gonna vote for set two. Um, we'll we'll get you. We'll get the audience. We'll get the listeners to set one someday. But today is not that day. All right. Once our podcast wraps up, please make sure to stay tuned for set two of July first, nineteen eighty, San Diego, California. Um, next up is our Book of the Dead segment. Uh, unfortunately, I cannot participate in this Book of the Dead segment. Uh, but Fig, would this show make your Book of the Dead? I say no. Um, we had a strong run of 1980 shows that I really liked. Uh, this was one that I didn't really like. I, I may go back and, and do some more listening this week um, because there's a lot to unpack on this show. Again, it was a very long show, but from where I'm sitting right now, recording this podcast, this would not make my Book of the Dead. And Nob, how about you, Book of the Dead? No, I also wouldn't. It's it's all a pretty well-played show that I find it hard to fault, but there isn't really that song, or even a couple of those songs that make me go, oh, wow, remember that show with the... that? I don't have. Um, so, no. And I want all of that written down in the book. Yeah. <laughs> no, you know. Yeah. All right. So we have no uh, for everybody for uh, the Book of the Dead for this show. And we had no Reddit comments. So it looks like Reddit kind of feels the same way about July 1st, um, <laughs> 1980 as well. Um, next week, we are featuring April 10th. 1971 that is a saturday show from get the hell out from lancaster pennsylvania uh at the franklin and marshall college uh how neat is that that is very close to uh 
my uh, neck of the woods here, a little peek behind the curtain. Um, wow. And a quick little uh, look at the set list. Yes, yes, yes. I mean, they, they brought the rock into uh, Amish country here. It looks like a little good. It's a pretty good show. Good loving. 25 minute good loving. What's that about? It's a, oh my. a pig pen good loving. Ah, uh, okay. Very cool. Yeah, wow. That really does stand out, doesn't it? Got another trying to write coming. It's around the time that Pigpen gets a little bored of Turn On Your Love Light, so Good Lovin' becomes the new Turn On Your Love Light. We got a Pigpen in the Midnight Hour, too, there? Yeah, oh, yeah. Cumberland Blues. Next time you see, I mean, next time you see me in Hard to Handle are just two of my favorite Pigpens, so that alone awesome. has me. Yeah. I'll say and it this... now, this one goes in my Book of the Dead. What? <laughs> You're calling it? Like a Babe Ruth yeah, on a home run? I'm calling thing? it. Calling this it. one goes wow. in the Book of the Dead. I'm gonna put. I'm gonna mark that down. <laughs> All right, let's go ahead and do our good housekeeping here for the evening, so we can go ahead and get into set two of July first, nineteen eighty. Please, as always, smash that subscribe button if you haven't already, and like and share this podcast with all of your dead and non-dead loving friends uh you may find us at wherever podcasts are downloaded but not one that rhymes with poopify i didn't change uh, that i'm sorry How oh. about, here, hold on, there we go Popify. <laughs> um there we go so we you can find us at wherever podcasts are downloaded downloaded but not one that rhymes with plopify you may find us direct on the web at helponthewaypod.podbean.com. Uh, you may email us at helponthewaypod at gmail.com. Uh, you may find us on Reddit. We are normally in the very top sticky comment in green. That's reddit.com slash r slash Grateful Dead. And one day I do promise to relaunch the Grateful Dead channel at twitch.tv slash the GD channel. Um, that's everything for me for this evening, boys. Do you have any parting words before we dive into set two of seven one nineteen eighty? As Jerry Garcia yells during space, let's go to trucking. Yeah, and as um as Bobby yells during El Paso. <laughs> and on that note, <laughs> we lead you into set two of July 1st, 1980. And thank you for listening to the Help on the Way podcast.
Your baby from road. 
there's just reason, yeah, there's just your mind. I don't trust nothing, but I know it's gonna right. See it once again now. Well, I hope you understand. When it's done it over, well, then it's just a man playing, playing in the band. Daybreak, daybreak on the land.
You know she isn't the same. Living on rats and vitamin and cocaine. All a friend could say is that it is shame. Trafficking, got to do the man. You got to never slow. You taste time. You pick a place to go. Sitting and staring out of the hotel window. Got a tip, they're gonna kick little in again. Well, I like to get some sleep before I travel. But if you got a woman, I guess she's gonna come in. Dustin, down on Bourbon Street, set up like a bowling pin. Knocked down, it gets to wearing thin. I just won't let you be. Oh, no, no. to travel, you're tired of traveling, you want to settle down, well I guess you can't revoke yourself a time, get out of the door and let out look all around, sometimes the light's all shining on me, but at times I can barely see.
Front doors, it was locked, y'all. Say that old place was packed. But when the police knocked, well, them old dolls flew back. They flew back, but no, they never stopped rocking. Crazy, crazy. Never stop rocking. 
bad man. Ask my family doctor about what I had now. I sent out doctor, 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 Mr. MD, doctor, and a challenge. Don't you want your daddy to be all right? 
It's like a friend of mine used to say, gotta have some loving on just in a fadeaway and it did. So come on, everybody get right.
passing by, don't stop to say, Well, my bad, you'll cut the boat and break up. 